say home is where the heart is. So I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to another episode of Doubly Negative. I'm Chris, here in person with my friend Kyle. Kyle, how are you? Hi, Chris. Very nice to see you. Yeah, you too. Yeah, how was the traveling? Okay. How long's the flight? It's actually pretty quick uh, compared to the previous ones. It was 21 hours total. It was two flights. First one was like six. Then there was a small layover. And then it was like 12 or 14, something like that. I could never. Thinking about it, like, I also just got back from my vacation. That's why I didn't have a me and Kyle episode last week. But um, two and a half hours, I was freaking out. Couldn't do it, and you're doing 21 hours of travel. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about yours, but I actually had the kind of the opposite thought where. So I've done that trip, from east to west or west to east. I don't know how many times, but it hasn't been that many. Maybe a handful, um, of times I've gone back and forth, and it's always been a pretty big deal. Yeah, even if it's comfortable, it's still a pretty big deal. And this was the first time where I was in the air, and I just had this thought. I'm like. It really isn't that big of a deal anymore. No. It's because I've done it a few times and I know what to expect. And I'm just like, it, it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like some people, I, it's funny because with my anxiety, I'm like walking around like, oh, you, you like flying? You fly a lot? Like just trying to like talk to people to get like, no, no, it's not a big deal. And the whole time I have to bring it up in my head. Like people travel every day. You're not going to die. Don't worry about it. Uh, you're psyching yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have to, I psych myself out and I psych myself back in. Yeah. But. That's, I think it just comes with not traveling that often. Like I maybe fly once a year. When's the last time you flew? When oh, I went besides to, this one. When I went to Florida last year, in like August. How was that? It was fine, but I still have overwhelming feeling of I got to get off the plane right now. And I get like antsy and start moving in my seat. And this one was about the same or worse? This one was the same, but once we were up in the air, I was good, which is weird. Huh. I think I have a big problem with... Um, not having the option to get off if I wanted to. Same thing with the cruise ship because I had anxiety the whole time in the cruise ship too. It wasn't like overwhelming, but not having the option to get off if I wanted to. What does that feel like? It, it's like a, you're, you're trapped. All day, every day you had that? No, I I would distract myself. Uh, we did a lot of drinking, so that also helped. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there's so much to do on cruise ships where I can like kind of keep myself entertained but every night at dinner i would sit down and i'd start like shaking the legs and stuff a little bit like when we're just sitting and not doing anything brutal and nighttime too unless of course we like went hard that night you think it's about being on a ship or being somewhere where you don't have control or it could be a combination of things not having control being on a ship and me thinking oh this thing's gonna go down it could i saw the titanic you do think that maybe but that's a thought you're having about that it could go down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anytime I hear like something over the loudspeaker, I'm like, everyone shut the fuck up. I need to hear what they're saying. Because <sighs> th this <sighs> could be it for us. Same thing on the plane. You're, you're having that thought like mm -hmm. something bad could happen. Yep. And leading up to the trip, like even from like browsing the internet or something, I'll see something about like a plane going down, like a cruise ship accident or like heavy turbulence on, online. And I'm like, this is a sign that I shouldn't go. Yeah. And you know, one thing I want to say, um, me and uh, our friend Fu, we listened to a similar podcast, part of my take, big fans. And one of them was released last week. He goes, oh, make sure you listen to this episode. Like, it's so funny. They did this segment. And there's a few moments where they mentioned planes going down. And I was like, 
What the fuck, fool? Yeah. What was that about? Did you do that on purpose? No, not at all. <laughs> but I'm gonna talk to him about it. Yeah. I haven't yet. Dude, I'm a sicko. Um when I'm feeling depressed, especially, I'll have the opposite feeling. When that when I'm on a plane and there's some turbulence, I'll think like just fucking bring it down. Yeah. Just <laughs> just end it right now. I laugh, but that's awful. I've yeah, I've had that a few times because yeah. it's like it's actually kind of perfect if you're not necessarily suicidal, but you want to die. Cause then it's not yeah. your fault. Yeah. It would probably be over pretty quick. It's like you have a weight off your chest that you didn't have to lift. Yeah. You lazy son of a bitch. Yeah. Someone else had to lift it for you. And then all the other people get to die too. Yeah, that's a little selfish. Oh yeah. But no, it's just interesting. It's the kind of the exact opposite. Yeah. Um a lot of I, I've developed some tools to deal with anxiety while traveling. And that's to one of the one of the tools is to look at everyone around you. Are they nervous right now? No. There's a mm-hmm. child next to me. I'll do that a lot. Like there's a literally a kid on the plane. He doesn't care. Why do I care? And I'm like, that's because he doesn't know what I know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I have these inner battles with myself the whole time. Damn. So how much does that impact your enjoyment of the uh, whole experience? That's one that's one of the reasons why I was like taking it a little more seriously because I can't be that pleasant to be around because I'm way more high strung mm. when I'm that anxious. And like I found myself snapping a few times when I didn't really need to, and I'm feeling like an asshole because it's not anyone else's fault that I'm feeling this way, but I literally can't help my reaction. It's because I'm my RPMs are through the roof right now. Yeah, yeah. If you're in that kind of state whether it's anxiety or depression or whatever it is, if something's really bothering you and then someone else is trying to have a lighthearted conversation, yeah, you're just not going to be able to get on that wavelength. No. Yeah. And just being a miserable asshole, like snapping at things. I still had a great time. I don't want to say that I was freaking out the whole time. It was still really fun, but I did feel once I landed in Providence, like, oh, like I, I was able to breathe yeah. even like in between the flying days, like being on the ship, and, you know, getting off it, I just feel like I was able to finally breathe when I landed. And then freaking out about Ollie being home the whole time. Like, I would text Kevin, who was watching him, how's everything going? And then he would be busy and not answer me right away. And I'm, I would start freaking out. Like, he's not answering me because something's wrong. Mm. Something happened. He doesn't want to tell me. Does that make you feel like you don't want to travel in the future? No, I, I want to get over it. Uh, I can't just live my life. Like I, I need to be able to travel and go places because i like actually going to the places but the whole getting there and doing things is a little tougher when i think i'm gonna die the whole time does it feel like something that you can beat yeah i think i just need to get back in therapy because i had like i haven't made an appointment but even on the ship i told michelle's like listen i need to get back in therapy and talk about this specifically because uh i'm being kind of an asshole sometimes because of my anxiety yeah. So she understood. She feels bad, but what are you gonna do? I uh signed up for healthcare in Rhode Island today. Really? You gonna get checked out? Yeah, man, it's weird because actually a listener of the podcast, I forget what we call him, Steve Kromanowski or something. Yeah, yeah, something like Petrangelo that. Petrangelo Bowski. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, good guy. <laughs> yeah, I saw him and he was asking me, like, oh, so you're gonna go take that uh psychological evaluation. Oh yeah. And I kind of hemmed and hawed. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about it. And he, and he is really weird, man, when um, people listen to the podcast and they they remember what you said more than you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, 
you're kind of indifferent right now, but on the podcast, I heard you were saying you have to do it because that's you were very good. Yeah, I remember now yeah. that was my energy, right? I'm coming back to Rhode Island in large part because I want to take this more seriously. I want to take that test. And then he kind of reminded me and I, I realized like, wow, that's what my mind and my moods can do. I can totally change my intentions. And uh, it is something that um like I'm taking steps to get on that now, but it's, it's exactly what happened to me before where, you know, I had that breakup yeah, and then I said, I'm just going to do these things. And then I didn't. And this time I was kind of already doing therapy, but, and I am, in, I'm still in therapy now, but still it's so easy to switch that, uh, flip that switch and become complacent. It takes one bad day. And I think that's where I go back to, like, I just become complacent and like deactivated and, and that's that's where I was just a couple of days ago. And I, I kind of still feel that way. But I did. Um, man, I hate that stuff. Administrative stuff. I had to log into like healthcare in Rhode Island dot oh, com. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. But oh. I but I did it. So I don't know how long it's going to take. And that was like, man. So I kind of rely on my mom and my sister for these types of things. And they both said, oh, we'll figure it out. So I should have been the one taking responsibility. But I didn't realize this might take 30 or 60 days to even activate. Yeah. And you that would suck, man. Yeah. I would feel so stupid. And you'll lose so much more momentum, too, if it's like. Yeah. You have more and more. You're more and more separated from actually wanting to do that. Yes. That's why guys like us or maybe just guys in general, because I feel like a lot of guys rely on their significant other or, you know, females in their life to like kind of push them through this stuff. Yeah. We're just big children until the day we die definitely not all guys but definitely me and definitely you yeah i I mean you could probably go back 10 episodes maybe even more of me going i gotta go back to therapy and then to when me and my therapist broke up and she moved and i was saying i'm no i'll get right back into it here i am months later not back into it this whole um so i view I view therapy on one side of this, uh, should I say chasm? You know that word, chasm? Chasm, chasm. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like a microchasm? No, it's like a, <laughs> like a, like a Grand Canyon type split in the. And that's the chasm or chasm? I think so. I don't know. I might be wrong. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I view therapy on this side of the chasm where it's safe and pretty much everyone these days, well. These days, a lot of people would say, yeah, everybody should be in therapy. It's a good thing, right? Yeah. Nobody's going to, most people are not going to tell you that's crazy. Yeah. Right. I view the psychological evaluation and then possible medication on the other side. And it's really interesting because even my therapist right now, and then some other people who are close to me are kind of discouraging me from this step. And uh, really, I feel like there's just widespread distrust of the medication side and uh, I feel that too. And um, so I was talking to, to, to my therapist about this yesterday. I was saying, I want to take this evaluation. And the reason I brought it up to him was because I might need a recommendation from him to even get in. Okay. And um, I'm telling him about this. And he's like, well, you know, and he was not fully on board. And actually no. both therapists that I've had so far, and I guess, I guess that's one of the things about them is like they're therapists. They're not psychiatrists. They can't prescribe medication. Yeah. But even therapists in the mental health field are just like hesitant and uh, ah, it just sucks that like you can you can want to you can truly want to get better, but still not know how to do that and still worry about doing the wrong thing 
do you think it's because your therapist wants more time with you to because they're not sure if medication is what you need or if we can work this out through psychotherapy first i think that could be a big thing absolutely could be let, let me see first you haven't given me enough time like we could have different avenues let's not jump straight to medication because then you'll start relying on that medication yeah so i think it could be that so maybe he just wants you to take your time i mean you can still go get this uh exam this evaluation done i say exam like you're taking the test <laughs> get this evaluation done and then you know not hop right on medication you can just see like hey here's the test here are my results maybe you could give him a tool to help you that's what I told him too. Yeah. That's what I said. I said, I, I want to do this evaluation regardless of possibly taking medication or not, just because, well, and even just for this fucking podcast, dude, I've been talking about my own self-diagnosis for over a year. Yeah. It would be something to have it on paper from an institution or whatever that says, yeah, you probably got this stuff that would uh, lend me some street cred in the world of being mentally ill. <laughs> well, how would you feel if you were completely wrong about your diagnosis? And they're like, no, dude, you're good. I or get, if it was something else other than what you think it is. Probably a variety of things. I I, I imagine part of me would uh, immediately distrust the evaluation. Yeah. yeah I, you'd be like, this, that was a crock of shit. bullshit, yeah. yeah. I imagine part of me would be disappointed. I imagine part of me would probably be happy. Unless depending on what it was, right? If I got like something that I that I perceive as more serious, I'd be pretty worried. I'd imagine you'd doubt yourself too. Yep in the answers that you gave like maybe i answered this the wrong way and that's why was i really feeling that way or was i feeling pressured by the question right well this is the discussion that we you and i had a couple podcasts ago and then me and kromanowski have had a couple times yeah good guy. and it just seems again i haven't taken the test but it seems like as long as you don't lie it should be fairly accurate but i don't know hopefully i can report back after taking it I feel like there are a lot of questions that they ask in those evaluations, though, where it's kind of like, well, kind of sometimes, like, I feel that way, but not all the time. And you try to, like, gauge it yourself, but it's hard to gauge yourself. Like, on a scale from 1 to 10, how often would you have these dark feelings or something? That's just a yeah. stupid, like, example question, but I don't know, 7? I get what you're saying. Yeah, I just think, um, from my understanding, it just is so comprehensive they're going to ask you so many questions about so many different periods of your life. And I didn't know this before, but they also ask for um, questionnaires to be filled out by people in your life. Really? Yeah. So your significant other, your family members might answer some questions about you. And that part immediately, because I learned about this from Kramanowski a couple of days ago. Yeah. And that part immediately threw me off. And it started, I started having this narrative in my head, like, oh, I don't want to do this, actually. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to involve other people. Do you think... Will you be able to see what they write about you before handing it in? Because that might... Probably, yeah. You think so? I feel like it should be a blind. Maybe it is. It wouldn't bother me either way. You don't think you'd be like, no, you're wrong. I, I, I wouldn't... You're wrong on this one. Yeah. You gotta do... You have an eraser? Let's, let's fix that. <laughs> initial it so we know. I would hope I wouldn't do that, but I guess I wouldn't. Know. It's tough to know until you get there. Yeah. That's... uh, Yeah, that's, that's really tough. I feel like that, that's just one of those those evaluations i'm i'm not anti-evaluation i think you said be, you wanted to go with me no i do but at the same time i think i would either fuck it up or the people that i give the questionnaires out would fuck it up mm. or they'll fuck it up like maybe i'm not being honest enough or maybe i'm being no well you can't be too honest in something like that i guess i guess it's like a kind of avoidant thought patterns and uh, i'm doing the same thing where it's just like you latch on to any reason to not 
do it to not go ahead with it. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's what I'm doing right now. I think so. Yeah. Do I really want to know? I do want to know, but I don't want to know. I want to know. It's also like downsides and upsides. What's the downside? Yeah. I mean, for me, I feel like a downside would be I might play into it a little more. Hmm. I feel like since I was diagnosed with anxiety, maybe it's been worse. <laughs> I don't know. Just because I know I'm like, this is why I think this way. And I'm just overthinking it more. You think so? Maybe I was better off just raw dogging it through life. It's another discussion me and Kramanowski have. Mm. Um, I always kind of lean on the side of more information is better. Yeah. But the other side, I understand it. Yeah. I mean, I see the, if we're thinking factory farming here, I don't want to see the animals, mm. but I, I enjoy the meat. If I see the video, I'm not going to be able to go to the grocery store and get meat. I like that fucking meat. So getting the diagnosis is seeing behind the curtains. Yeah, you're seeing the factory farming. You're seeing the pigs in the cages. Yeah. It's such a complicated thing. And just the fact that you're going to have different moods that is going to be different at different times. And what I'm thinking is something pushed you to even go down this path in the first place. Yeah. Right. So some part of you wanted to see behind the curtains at one point, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then this other part of you, which shows up on a different day, says, no, close those curtains. I don't want to see that cow get its asshole jammed with everything yeah yeah i think that's that's pretty much what they do at those factories yeah no but i think some people might go into it not thinking they'll get a peek behind the curtains someone will just fix it behind the scenes like oh just talking it'll get fixed right you know oh, i'm feeling this way what do i do doc and they're like well it's because you were abused as a child and it's like holy shit i didn't know that yeah <laughs> like i don't know it, it could go either way so I, I feel it also depends on the person that's receiving the information me personally i might play into it you might not what do you think that looks like though what do you mean playing into it i don't know maybe just overthinking it like when things pop up oh it's because of this or is this actually just a normal human emotion i'm having in this situation that i'm in does it even matter i don't think it does but Maybe it just leads to the overthinking and maybe that is just something people with anxiety do. Like just overthink things that we're habitual overthinkers. Well, I do something similar with my therapist now where I'll um I'll bring up something I'm thinking about and then I'll kind of look for his reassurance. I'll say, I don't know if this is normal or not. And then sometimes he'll say, Well, maybe this is, you know, your problem is causing you to think this way, or or sometimes he'll go, Well, actually I think that's pretty normal. Yeah. And some part of me does like that, but I don't Being I don't told what you're thinking is okay. Yeah, but I don't think it influences me really. And and I don't know, it wouldn't be on my mind all the time, I think. Maybe it would. Guess we'll find out when you take the evaluation. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Yeah. No, that's going to be a good topic of discussion on the podcast too. Yeah, just air my dirty laundry. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I probably would. Yeah, you probably have to take some time to process it. Because even like you were like, yeah, maybe I will film a therapy session. And we found out in hindsight, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. So you'll have to see the information process and share, figure out what you actually want to share, what you're comfortable sharing, and then go from there. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because that could be a lot. A lot, a lot. Oh, it's going to be a full page. Yeah, and, and the other <laughs> different thing problems. Don't go into it thinking, oh, like content for the podcast, because that might also alter your questions too. There are so many things that could alter your answers to the questions. Yeah, I'll try not to do that. 
I well, I'm my primary reason is because I want to get better. So yeah, hopefully I can keep that in mind. Yes. So that is exciting. Exciting, exciting. Um, so you're back in Rhode Island, and I had this thought to myself yesterday. I messaged you. I was like, oh shit, I'm back home. Um, I thought, hey, Kyle might be hard to get a hold of now that he's in the same time zone, in the same state, than he is on the other side of the world. Do you think that lends true? Let me ask why you would think that in the first place. What what rationale would lead you to that? Because it's easy. Like once a week, we have our conversations. We text throughout the week, typically. And now it's, hey, you're here. I'm an excited dog wanting to see my friend. And, but you've got so many people that want to see you while you're here. You want to spend time with your family, the people you're closest with. So it's like, I can imagine you get a lot of texts from people that think they're more important in your life than they actually are. And they're like, oh, dude, we got to hang. You're like, well, I, I like just texting you every now and then. <laughs> you know, because there are friends that I'll like talk to that I text and I never really see. But when it comes to hanging out, it's always like, eh, you never have to hang out with those types of people because you're not in the same area as them. So it's different because there are people you like texting, but do you actually want to go hang out? That's true. Um, and it's, sorry to cut you off. It's yeah. nothing about the people in specific. It's more of me not wanting to leave my house and like the whole, I could just stay here factor. Yeah. You always have that. I'm just staying here factor. Yeah. Yeah. So regardless of the other stuff you're saying about the person or whatever, regardless of all that other stuff, it's true that uh, a notification on my phone from people in the USA changed when I entered the USA, because you're right. When I'm somewhere else in another country, there is no possibility of uh, any sort of obligation. Yeah. I just respond or whatever here. It's like, Oh, they might want to see me. And then it's going to depend on my mood and if I feel like doing something, if I'm busy. And uh, the, one of the biggest things with my personality that I'm really learning about more um, is I just really hate a few different things. But a couple of them are one, like letting people down, feeling like people expect something of me and then not giving them what they want. So that's one one issue right there where like I feel like somebody wants to see me or something. I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And then the other thing is just like laziness, uh, having obligations. Yeah. Social anxiety sometimes, too, because even you, even people that I'm really comfortable with, I still it's more comfortable not to yeah. see them. It's more comfortable to be alone. So, yeah, there's a whole cocktail of things going on there. Um yeah, I think you're right. I think it is probably easier to get me to respond when I'm in a different country. Yeah. 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 So I'll avoid my phone more now because like, okay, my phone is over there. I don't have to respond to anything. You have a built-in excuse. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't have my phone. With it's a shit excuse, but it's the best I can do. Yeah, no one's going to buy it. No. <laughs> no. No. Me, preparing for you to come here, I was kind of like, even me and Pete were talking last night. I was excited. Like, I'll see if Kyle wants to play soccer. I want to say, well, you just got here. Let them breathe and not be an overbearing friend. Yeah, just don't expect too much from me. Yeah. I'll, I'll do stuff with you, but just don't make me feel like I have to. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, when I told Pete, I was like, I don't even know if I want to ask him to play soccer. He's probably got stuff going on. He just got back. There's plenty of people he needs to No, no, the, the, the best way would be to say, here's the best way. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this is true or not. Maybe it's not true, but we'll find out. You would say, 
you know, I, we're thinking about going and playing soccer. Join if you have the time. Yeah. Something like that. But I want you to know that we're thinking of going and playing soccer so we can share quality time with you specifically. So we're not going to go unless you're going. See, that's more of a responsibility now. I don't like it. I should have never said that. I want to cry. Yeah. But <laughs> we're not taking offense to it. I do want to play soccer with you, though. Yeah, we'll kick the ball around. Yeah, let's do it. Are we going to do that today? No, we're not why no, no pressure it's sunday football's on okay you know there's no pressure see i got i'm fine if you turn me down all right but i do think we need to get the boys together and go out drinking mm. or play the fifa drinking game here or something. sure sure um but i'm going back on keto monday so i'm gonna have to do vodka or truly's i'm not gonna be able to join in with the oh keto's tomorrow yeah monday mm. yeah i uh I felt very guilty all trip about eating. Well, not really. In the beginning, I did. I was like, oh, I'm going to lose everything that I worked for, which I probably lost the majority of it. But I'll lose it just as quick as I, I put it on. Maybe. How severe was that? I haven't weighed myself since I got back. Yeah. I refuse. You don't want to? No, because then I'll be super like, <laughs> I'll just send myself down a dark hole. And I'm in a good spot now where like I'm excited to get back to the diet. Good. One yeah. of the things I was worried about was... Here comes the crash course in getting fat, fat, fat. And uh, what do you mean? What, what do you mean, crash course? Just I get back and I just down the path of food and booze. Oh, like you would not like, be able to get back on track. That's a habit. For like me now. you would, yeah, like shit. right. But like even during the trip, I was like so damn excited to get back and diet. I, was mm. like, I, I can't wait to get back on the on the diet train. But you still feel like you couldn't do it on the cruise. Maybe, but I didn't want to sacrifice that stuff. You just weren't gonna. Yeah, I want to be able to, like, if I wanted like a nice pasta dish, I was gonna have it. I'm not gonna sit there. I mean, when bread got dropped at the table, I didn't have any of the bread that went to the table. Mm. But I would eat my meals. Mm. Meals. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> plural. I mean, so the way the dining works on the cruise ships is they have like their standard menu that they have every night. Then they also have specials every night mm. and there's like five or six for appetizers for desserts for mains for the most part i would get one appetizer one main one dessert but there were multiple nights where well those two appetizers both look good but it was like a french onion soup and a salad oh, come on come on All right then the appetizer would you know be good and then i'd get the main and i would say you know what that looks good too let me get one of those mm. why the hell not what about the other stuff? Because oh, yeah. that's only a portion of the the eating opportunities on a cruise. Yeah, you just walk up, get there soft is, serve ice cream. There's all day eating opportunities. So let me just ask you this question. If you had to rate your indulgence from one to ten, where would it land? One being there's you were basically game. on your diet and ten being you turned into uh, Ralphie May. Ralphie May. Like, for breakfast, I would get, you know, corned beef hash, mm. scrambled eggs. But you're not Ralphie Mae just based on the fact that you did not eat the bread. Oh, okay. So, I'll say eight. And I didn't drink any soda. No soda. I still... Ah, oh, dude, you're down to a seven or a six then. Okay. But, drink a lot of booze. Yeah. Not much beer. I would have, like, alcohol straight or, you know, pineapple juice and rum. I forget. Did you pay for the alcohol package? 
No, we did not. We smuggled it on with the wine bottles and our fake shampoo bottles. No issues whatsoever. Was that enough for the trip? No. I spent, <laughs> I spent some cash. Yeah. How much yeah. did you end up spending? Uh, not that much. You know, I paid for the Wi-Fi. I was like 140. No, no, just booze alone. Mm, that's tough. I'll have to look at my statement. But maybe like four or 500. Yeah. Which isn't that bad considering the package was going to be like 1200. Yeah. And honestly, when I would get the drinks down there, it was more of like a social thing. And just like, oh, we're watching a show. I'll get a drink or something. But they all feel watered down. I feel like I would need at least 30 drinks to catch a buzz yeah from fuck. those bars so i was like and they're all like nine bucks a piece or something right yeah like i was drinking whiskey neat a lot of the trip and uh it was like 12 bucks dude wh- whiskey neat should be just whiskey you think they no, watered no, no, down? No, no no yeah it might be watered down a little bit fuck. but no like i'm saying like if i were to get a mojito yeah because we met this lovely couple family on the trip they were friends with um my in-laws and we hung out with them a lot mm. And the guy got me turned on to mojitos, like hardcore. I like a good mojito. Yeah, and it's a nice beverage well, in the Caribbean. Sure. Yeah, you know, you're not, you're not drinking whiskey neat if you're sitting out on the deck. But I spent a lot of time at the casino. So that's where I was drinking my whiskey. Uh, yeah. What are you playing? Roulette. I played a lot of roulette. Yeah. My father-in-law and brother-in-law, they were loving the um, blackjack table. You playing red or black? Are you playing numbers? What are you playing? A little bit of both. Um, so I had a lot of success uh, with the numbers. Believe it or not, hmm. I was betting two dollars a number. I don't believe it. Um, so each night I sat down, the first two numbers I put, like so, I would spread it out. The first two bets where I had it on numbers, I hit two nights in a row. Hmm. So that set me up nicely to bet the outside, and then continue to bet numbers and hit them sparingly. And what do you get thirty-five times? Yeah, but I was betting two dollars. So you get seventy back. Yeah, nice. So hitting two of those in a row, it's like oh, I just made a quick one forty. Then I'd give it to my lovely wife, who would put it in a slot and ruin it all. But I would then win it back and roulette the next night. Sure. I probably left up 300 bucks, which isn't too bad. I wonder, just thinking about how I would be myself, and uh, you're talking about your travel anxiety. Yeah. I wonder if, just tell me if I'm right or wrong. Maybe the travel anxiety was gone or severely, or like really helped. When you're drinking, gambling, and eating. And then the rest of the time is when it was really difficult. Is that true or no? No, because when I was sitting down at dinner eating, I would be eating and like being nervous. But when I was drinking, anxiety was down. So booze is the cure. I wouldn't even drink coffee on the ship because I was like, I don't want it to jack my heart right up and give me anxiety. So I wouldn't have any coffee. Was that the most anxiety-inducing time was at the dinners? probably yeah probably i could see that actually because I, I remember i'm i'm sure they're the same type of dinners it's like kind of a fancy restaurant right yeah i'd be wearing a button up yeah uh a couple buttons down because i know i've said it before in the podcast i am a chain guy now kyle doesn't like it but if anyone's watching i'm a chain guy now so um i was popping that with the <sighs> buttons down on the collars i'm in the caribbean fine i'm, I'm different now. you're not anymore i'm different now okay but what, what I was kind of we got doubly negative pendant. Would you like that? No. The circle with the no. Pool? No. Why? I want to be a chain guy. For what? I know I have I have zero drip. I think that's what kids are calling it these drip? days. Yeah, drip. Now I got a little drip. Is it STD? It is, but it also <laughs> means like 
fashion sense. I, I got the drift. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle's got the drift a few times. I beat it. I'm trying to keep the drift. Kyle beats the drift. <laughs> I've gotten over the drift several times. <laughs> Just takes a couple pills one time. Yep. And uh, you're good to go. All right. So <laughs> I'm thinking the, the, the restaurant, the kind of fancy restaurant, is probably the least comfortable time of the cruise and i'm just speaking from my own experience because at restaurants in general unless it's really laid back you're kind of sitting there like you gotta act by a script yeah. sometimes you even have other strangers at your table too is that's what was going no, on we had our own private table okay because i think half the time i had strangers at my table you got like a bigger table no and I then you're less comfortable for the most part everyone had their own table on this one yeah and also you feel well i did anyway you feel like you got to behave a certain way because you're kind of in a in a fancy place. So, for example, you're not going to be on your phone. Well, you probably weren't anyway. No, I didn't have my phone for most of the trip. I left it at the room and it was just kind of to communicate with uh, my mother-in-law. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is like you just had this kind of dead space where you're talking to your, your beautiful wife, of course, but there's also some time to feel the anxiety. Yeah, you're sitting there like in your thoughts because you're not involved in every conversation that's happening or... Mm-hmm. You're taking yourself out of those conversations by just like mm-hmm. zoning out and overthinking everything. There's no screens around. There's no. Right. And I think it could come like maybe my anxiety has worsened over the years with the amount of screen time that I do have. Because anytime I have this, oh, boom, I could look at my phone. And now when you take that, you know, warm blanket, those, those flashy lights away, like from the casino or from, you know, wherever, whatever you're doing you feel more alone in your thoughts yep i think that's made way worse by cell phones for probably everybody yeah man yeah i was playing uh fifa last night mm-hmm. haven't played in more than a year and playing fifa last night and there's some time when you search did, did you get the new one no we'll get to that so there's some time when you search for an opponent when you're waiting for the match to begin when somebody pauses when the action stops for like 30 seconds. I find myself like playing with my cell phone in between those 30 second moments. It's just like, man, 30 seconds. Yeah. That's addiction to stimulation. Yeah. Like we take that stimulation away. Like, where, well, all right. What do I need? What do I do now? Yeah. Like even when I'm playing FIFA, I'll have something up on this screen watching it or mm. something. So, Oh, 30 seconds is up. Let's see what's going on with football or whatever the hell. I'm watching. I think you're right about that. I think the, the screens become a crutch. And then uh, when we don't have those for a moment, that's when it really hits home that we're fucked up people. Yeah, yeah. And I think I did a relatively good job of not having my phone on me all the time. It was just, I was only getting it so I could check on Ollie. There's another thing. Mm. I spent $140 just so I could text Kevin and say, hey, is Ollie okay? So, I don't know. For the most part, I didn't. So, we said we'd get back to something. The new FIFA. Did you get it yet? No, no, I, I probably will. So not to put more pressure on you, you know, you don't like letting people down. Yeah. Pete, myself, and Foo. We would be let down, but we feel like we'd, we'd be missing out on some fun times to be had. Do you guys want to give me seventy bucks? Uh, I just got back from a cruise. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, Pete, Pete will do it realistically let me know when when would we be playing at nighttime yeah so it would be like uh you know out of work at i get home at like five i go to the gym maybe might be a little later there's a 
at night. I mean, I know Pete's on every night. I'm on mostly every night. What Some, time? Um, like six ish. Sometimes, like we'll play later in the night too, like eight and on. All right, I think I think I could probably make it work. Yeah, the latest will be up is probably like ten thirty, eleven. But if we're playing pro clubs and on the weekends, it's different. Have you already started pro clubs? We've been waiting for our striker. You haven't started. Nope, we've been waiting for our striker. All right, I'll get it. I'll get it. Yep, yep. And I'm not gonna tell Pete or Fu. I'm just gonna tell him you gotta tune in to the pod. Mm. Yeah, sorry if you want to hear. Good I, idea. I talked to Kyle. He had a lot to say about it. A lot to say. You tell me what you think he's gonna do. And you, they just get to this part and they go, "I'm getting it." Mm. So you heard it here first. No, that's good stuff. So we're gonna do that. We're actually gonna play soccer too. You're here for a couple months. We're not doing it all this week. All right. I don't want to put the pressure on. I gotta get some boots. I think about what, what should I shoot you. That's pretty similar. Close. I think I might have an extra pair. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. They're older, but I'll get the job done. Yeah, man. Being being home now is, I feel so discombobulated. It's a completely different, like you value your alone time a lot. And now you have me, your family, everyone else trying to take that away from you. Yeah, that's, that's part of it. It's also like. I don't, I think it's kind of a unique experience that not many people have. Like people travel, sure, but to be in a totally different place for two months. Yeah, that's and then eight months or however, however long. Yeah, it's like I feel like I have different lives. Like, and and I don't even have a real home now. You know, I I used to rent a place for six months at a time or whatever. That I don't have that anymore. No, I have my mom's that. house. Yeah. At my mom's house where I'm staying now. And then when I eventually go back, I'll find a new place. That's discombobulating. Yeah. My lovely girlfriend is over there. Uh, I was going to ask, um, you, you guys FaceTiming every night? You miss her? I mean, what's going on? We're texting. Yeah. Uh, she's requested that we do some sort of video call. Um, I, I kind of hate video calling in general, but I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. You can't just be looking at a wall of text for months and be like, hey, miss you so much. I could. You could, but it would probably feel weirder than it yeah. would. No, we'll, we'll have a conversation. Getting reacquainted almost, even though you guys are as close as you are, it would probably feel like a reacquaintance period. Yeah. Like, what bad habits did you pick up over there? What bad habits did you pick up while I was here? What do you mean? I don't know. Like sucking new dick? Or... Toes. Um, <laughs> maybe you started farting a lot. You, you know, you just changed. Start. Why are you chewing with your mouth open? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. You could. A lot could happen in two months. Yeah. And that's just the kind of timeline you're putting on it. You don't know if that's the actual timeline yet. True. So who knows? Yeah, so there's those things. There's my living situation. There's my relationship. Friendships, you know, are just totally different here and there. Um, work. Um, I'm looking for jobs right now, but I'm not working. So that is also like, I just feel, it's just weird. I, I can't really describe it. It just feels strange to be one place and then to get on a plane or two planes for 20 hours and then be in a totally different world literally everything flips upside down including the time oh yeah yeah i, I shouldn't have transitioned this way because i might have given it away already but transition. i think i gave it away already transition oh well I'll, I'll talk about something different then so i do have transportation this time all right got my mom's car but also my sister um lended me her scooter so i got that you're gonna be scooting around coventry i could it's a cold it's cold yeah but um something funny the first time I was just testing it out, so I'm going around the block. 
and I'm driving and I see this other dude on a, on a motorcycle, like a Harley or something. I wave to him, but he looks like angry at me. Yeah. Cause he's like, you don't like, you know, how the motorcycle guys have that wave. He was like, does yeah. this guy really think he's one of us? Ah, uh, yeah. Maybe that's, pussy? maybe that's <laughs> why. Maybe that's why. Pussy on a Vespa. Maybe that's why. <laughs> but actually I don't think it was because, so I was just going around the block and it turns out he was too. So I saw him again. And this time he was really angry at me. And I noticed that he was kind of on my side of the road. Well, actually, I was driving 100% on the left side of the road because <laughs> because I've been driving in Indonesia for, you know. Wow, you actually forgot. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> How did you get here in the car? You all right? I noticed you were parked on the wrong side. Oh, no, I'm good now. Yeah, I did park on the wrong side <laughs> yeah, of the road. <laughs> No, I, I figured it out. But the first time, like the first time I drove was on the scooter, just kind of going around the block. And I was 100% on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. And it took me that interaction to realize it. By the way, I faked you out. I don't know if you realized. Cause you I said you'd be here early and got here at 12. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, about this. Uh, that too. No, about that story. Because I said I might have given it away. Oh. And then I said, oh, I'll talk about something different. But I didn't talk about something different. I talked you about You did throw it for thing. a curveball. Yeah. I didn't know where you were going. I was like. We'll put a pen back yeah. and bring it back. Yeah. No, that's funny. It's a good thing you did that. You weren't just like, all right, I'm heading to Chris's. And In then... the fucking car. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was confidently driving on the left side of the road. That's just this what I'm used problem. to. Yeah. And then he passed you on the other side of the road? Well, yeah, the first time, like, he just kind of was, like, in the middle, and then he went to the right, uh, to the left side of his side, mm -hmm. and then the second time, we were just coming straight for each other, and I was like, what's this guy doing? Yeah. And I'm sure he was thinking something similar. Yeah. <laughs> Um, maybe you should just drive around the block until you see him again so he knows that I know, you know now. Because he probably called the cops. Might have. There's, there's no way this guy has a license. Yeah, yeah. And I think the helmet he's wearing, he wears off all the time. Not even the <laughs> yeah. Because he doesn't know inside the do. Yeah. Wow. So the time and the roads, everything in your life is flipped upside down. Everything's upside down, man. And uh, I'm using the toilet, and there's no bidet on it. I mean, you got a bidet. I saw that. Yeah, you feel free to come over and shit anytime. I think I will because it's weird not using that. It's like, dude, you could buy one. It's pretty cheap. I'll help you. Help I gotta you. do that. Well, maybe I won't. It, no, I mean, I I was missing mine dearly on the cruise. To use no water after you shit on your butthole, it's disgusting. It's weird. Wiping ass like peasants. Yeah, like what my situation right now. My toilet is far enough away from the sink that I have to kind of stand up. So what? Yeah, well, hold on. Yeah, you're rinsing your ass in the sink. No, no, no. Well, I get some toilet paper and then I lean over to the sink, put some water on the toilet paper, and then I would go back to my butthole with I that. I thought you were getting up, <laughs> putting your ass over the sink, and turning it on. No, 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 not that bad. You're not doing the Alabama wet wipe. Is that what it's called? Yeah, you spit on it. I've done that. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Sometimes you have to. For lack of anything else, like I'd rather do that than the normal American way. Which is raw dog in it. Yeah. That's no, it is gross. I, I could never not have a bidet again. Um speaking of bowel movements though, so we snuck the booze onto the cruise mm. and I put a bunch of food coloring in it to make it look like wine, but the bottle was dark and I was like, All right, this looks dark enough, it's good. I start pouring it and it's just like green. Like from the food coloring. Oh, so I put too much blue and red in there. I was trying to darken it up, but there was so much food coloring in it because I was like, I don't know, this still looks kind of light. That my shits for like the first three days oh. were green, uh, and then gross. when I opened the other bottle that was blue food coloring strictly, switched to that blue shits. Wow, and I normaled out by the end. How about that? And it was coming often because going from keto, no carbs to 
Ralphie May. That's yeah. Rest in peace, by the way. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's uh, I remember doing that too, <clears throat> smuggling the booze. Yeah, I remember it being a little bit dicey. Like, uh, so what did you do exactly? So you want to you want to have a drink on deck, right? Mm -hmm. Were you getting a cup and then going back to your room and then bringing it back out, or what were you doing? I would just buy drinks if I was on the deck. Oh yeah, yeah, like whatever. But if we were like back uh, in the room, get a good buzz going, pour a glass, and then go before we went out and just take it with me. Okay, because I was a hundred percent smuggler my last time, and that's what I would do. It was a little, it was a little bit of work sometimes. Yeah, I would actually get a free coke or whatever on the deck, bring it back to the room, pour a big healthy uh, vodka or whatever. It's one of the. It's like the mixer is there to just dilute it a little bit yeah. because you want that to last. Because if you have a mixed drinks, you'll be back every 15 minutes. Mm. Like, all right, I need another one. I need to go fill this up. Make it a stiffy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you need to, like, be able to sip it and enjoy it and just rock a steady buzz. <sighs> Cruises are nice. I would like to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get to therapy and then fix this travel anxiety. Were you on that? On what? Therapy. Oh, uh, I told Michelle she needs to call. <laughs> I could probably call today. What you have to find a new one, right? Yeah, but I'll probably go to the same building. So you would be calling that building? Yeah. I'd just be like, hey, I was going to see beep for this long. Uh I need a new new person. Who can you refer me to? Mm. And I'll say, Oh, how about this? And I'll say, Perfect. Do you want to do couples counseling with me? Would you wanna? <laughs> so what's wrong? Nothing. We were happy at the plan. <laughs> well, I was just thinking because I don't know, you I'm here now, and you're going to this building. I was thinking maybe I should go to that building, and then that popped in my head. Maybe we could do couples counseling. That'd be funny. What would we talk about? Yeah, we we seem to have a pretty healthy relationship for the most yeah, part. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know. Well, let's figure it out. Uh, um, we got to play the newlywed game so we can get some things going. Mm. They had one of those shows on the trip, so that like, it was like, oh, this is funny. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we do the newlywed game. We'll have someone come up with the question. Someone will be the host. They'll come in. What's one thing your partner does? This? That's funny. Yeah. 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 So we actually ended up playing that up in our room. Me and because Michelle wanted to get on the show so bad, like up in front of everybody. You didn't? No, because we didn't fall into any of the criteria mm. as far as like who's been married for 50, under yeah, a year, whatever, over 50. Yeah. So she wanted to get on so bad. And the prizes were actually pretty fucking sick. So I wish we did. But we didn't. So like we played it with um, the other couple we were on with my brother-in-law and his girlfriend. It was actually a blast. How'd you play it? You we, like Googled questions? Or no, what? we like separated. So first I was hanging out with his girlfriend. So you're splitting off and you were talking to the... His girlfriend and their brother and sister. They went and talked in the other room. Came up with questions, asked. And then like around two, we each came up with different questions. And, and you were hammered. It was like getting like we're getting hammered. Let's do this, and mm. might sound corny, but we had fun. So everything's corny. Go fuck yourself. No, it's fun. It's yeah. fun. Well, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to listeners. Sure, sure. What about the other stuff? Did you go to the disco, the comedy club? The went to the comedy club. Wasn't overly impressed with the comedians. Um, we went to bingo one night. Sure. You know, we went to salsa dancing, karaoke one night. Oh, that's cool. You know, we went to like they had like this club night. Mm. We got pretty drunk and went there. Breakfast. I actually went to the gym twice. Wow. Yeah, I would have wanted more, but you know, when you're at the ports, I'm not going to spend time with you. Sure. I'm getting off. And I'm drinking on the island. Mm -hmm. I'm not going when I get back. 
What about the movies? You go see any movies? No, they were playing Batman, and I was like, really, a three-hour movie? Oh, Robert Pattinson? Yeah. I started watching that on the plane. I'm a fan. I like that movie. I, I do, too, actually, but... He did a good job. The second time watching it, I wasn't as interested. I don't know. Uh, what, you already watched it the first one time? Well, that's what I was thinking, but, like, the Bale movies, I think I'm so good. way more into on rewatches. So, like, maybe... The rewatchability is there because they're not as long, and I feel like there's more action. Could be. More... This one's like a dark, like, I don't know. Could be. Yeah. I think, so. I think just the, uh, it doesn't necessarily make them better. That's up for debate. Who knows? But I think um, that movie is just, uh, you saw it once. It was really, really fucking good. Just a different outline. I watched like eight movies on those flights, dude. Well, you got plenty of time. I can't sleep. Yeah. So I watched like Dune, The Lost City. Was Dune good? I heard Batman. It was good. Dune was really boring for me. All right, and I wanted to like it. Because everyone was like, oh, it's so good. I wanted to like it. It's kind of up my alley. I kind of like sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just boring. I fell asleep during it. Yeah. Um, the Lost City was eh. Then I saw a couple Japanese movies. Both of those were really good. The yeah. Wandering and then Yes, I Can't Swim. A couple okay. other things. I forget what else I watched. But yeah, just dulling my mind with just endless movies. Yeah. They have chargers for you and mm-hmm. all those seats. Okay, because like my switch made it through like two and a half, like one and a half flights. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, if you got a switch, if I had something like that, that would have been cool. I think that's play a, a whole new game. You can get a switch light. They're not that expensive. Yeah, it's like two hundred bucks. That's pretty expensive. Do you want me to pay for that too? Yeah. No. <laughs> can you guys start a fund for me? Yeah, uh, go fund Kyle. Yeah. Not even a go fund me. Go fund Kyle. Well, just sponsor a needy man. <laughs> yeah. 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 We just gotta start panhandling. Start panhandling right here. That's what you do for oh, It's so cold, dude. It is. Yeah, it is. All right. Speak. We talked a lot about foul boots. I gotta take one. I think we've been going for. Wrap it up. This won't be the last live in person that we do. Not even close. Not even close. Okay, fantastic. So, welcome back, Kyle. Thank you very much. Bye, everybody. This is life being bound to love.